Uh, Jake and Seth. So we were just talking about Matrix Reloaded and kind of led in the revolutions because of the Merovingian. But I want to just quickly rewind and bring us back to the Chateau fight in Reloaded. It's really the whole second act is there going. Persephone takes them after they meet them at the restaurant. They're kicked out. It's awesome. And also, before you meet Oracle, you get the Neo-Seraph fight scene, which is one of the yeah, better yeah. ones in the series. And it's a great introduction to Seraph. And all right, I'm, yeah, I love Seraph. You, I think you and I like Seraph. We're Seraph fans, right? I do, but it's like the fact that it was like, now I'm just like, God, every time I watch it, I'm like, this should be Jet Li, that should be Jet Li, and this whole movie would be cooler. Oh, that would be better. Like the, guy, the guy is fine as Seraph. I don't know who it is, but um, yeah, I like that character. Uh, it was a good addition to it's, he's one of those characters, actually, that I wish was in the first one, because it doesn't make a lot of sense that the Oracle doesn't have this, like, bodyguard from the first one. She's, like, this very valuable, high-profile uh, program that everyone knows about, but it's, like, it would make more sense if Seraph was in the first one, kind of, don't you think? Uh, I agree. I actually haven't considered that, and now that you say that, that makes tons of sense. And the only thing, and this is such, like, uh, I'm leaning in to, like, this is, like, a fanboy making excuse for him is that uh, in the first one, she seems to be... It seems like Neo Neo becoming the one at the end of the first one changed the game. So maybe that led to more like stre- more whatever it's pressure on her, or maybe something happened with the Merovingian that escalated their fight. Well, is there any kind of backstory on Sarah in like the animated or the video games or anything, do you know? No, so I did watch the Animatrix, and I didn't play all the video games, so maybe we'll get into that. Well, we should save that for later, but I was saying... The only thing they say he lost his wings, and like they like they reference that. So I don't know if maybe he was a maybe he was a Smith that got deprogrammed. I'm assuming he's a leftover from a previous program. I could see it. Like he could have been an agent similar to the Maryland Chain bodyguards, where he was a, a former agent in a different Matrix, but the Oracle kind of persuaded him to help her. I guess. Yeah, I, I, he, the Merovingian, the Oracle, Persephone, and their relationships is something yeah. I think was a missed opportunity that all should have been mined. And, like, either yeah. give us a better Zion or screw Zion and give us well, more of these characters. Like the, the sort of backstories you get are people, like, in, in Zion, like Link and that kid that's running around trying to help Keanu. And it's like, kid. people don't really care about I think they did a poor jab. I like, I think it's Michael Perrineau. I like the guy who plays Link, but you just, he comes out of nowhere. So it's, yeah. and you're just immediately thrust into like the shittiest part of his life, which is he's fighting with his wife and you're not sure why. And it's like, it's just very weird. And the kid is not like, they got the wrong person. They got like a 30 year old shaved his head and called him kid. And it's just yeah. a weird, he, he's not a kid. He doesn't, he's not especially likable. He's not young enough to be cute and he's not a good enough actor to be likable. And it's just like a weird, he's in this weird man boy. It's weird. It's yeah, it's, he doesn't play well into the rest of the themes or anything either. It's just like he's not a voice character. No, and they, they explore him a bit in the Animatrix. They just show why, like how he was saved and why he loves uh, Neo, but it's not especially deep or layered or like interesting. So I think he's a missed opportunity. But um, all right, I'm sorry. We were supposed to talk about the Chateau fight scene, but uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, the and just yeah, actually no, that like this that whole action sequence and just for me. I thought it was awesome because talk about in the first movie, like how cool the fight scenes were 
And then it's like, then you even, you gave Neo more power and you elevated him. And it's, I, I think it's a challenge that they really shirked from in the uh, Star Wars series. It's like, what does an all-powerful Luke look like? Like, what, I think it's like, and, and it can be intimidating. And it's something I think the Wachowskis leaned into in this movie and the next one, but especially this one. And shows like, okay, you just like, you overpowered him now. How do you still give him interesting threats? And they do it. They introduce all these cool Merovingian body of guards, the ghosts the super smith now like the one who can multiply and like it's just the architect they i think they do a really good job of building not that he fights the architect but um and the, especially the chateau fight scene he well, that whole sequence we talked about basically that's all so it's like yeah we talked about how the first act is but then you get into the matrix he talks to the oracle you have that sarah fight which is a good fight and then you have the the smith burly brawl with Neo, which is even, but you're like, wow, this is like, this couldn't have happened in the first movie. This is a fight that can only happen in this second movie. Then you get to the Merrill Lynchian bodyguard fights, or I think you call it the Chateau fight, right? Yeah. Which is one of the most well shot, just beautiful fight sequences. The choreography is amazing. I don't know how they, there's so many aerial sequences happening in that shot. I don't quite know how they choreographed it. Yeah. Choreographed it? <laughs> thank you. And I know there's a lot of wire work being done, and I know. Stunts on wires are hard, okay? So it's like if you have one person on a wire rig and you want them to jump from the floor to that balcony, that's probably going to take you, you know, a full half day to do that one stunt. So then you think about these people that are, like, floating and dancing through the air and still believably fighting kung fu <laughs> moves on each other and stuff. It's it's a very complex, actually, I, you know, it's, I think it's a sequence people saw it in the theaters and they were sort of numb to it almost, but it's like... To pull that off on the screen is unbelievable. With the amount of people in that fight, it's crazy. I I agree in terms of it kind of like maybe being overlooked initially because I remember liking it at first. And, and then, there's less CGI in that scene too. That's a scene with a lot of practical disability. You you nailed exactly what I said. I love the practical aspect of that, and I think I mentioned it for the first one. But the thing I always think of like Dragon Ball Z and like that, which is a yes. great cartoon, and it's like a type of fighting, and everyone has tried to mimic it or bring it to life, and like a real visual way, like in live action. I think this series comes the closest and this is like a scene. They're literally running up walls. He's fighting six guys at once. And if I went on a close rewatch, it's like beautifully choreographed and he keeps taking them down in like more impressive ways. Yeah. And it's, um, and throughout it all, like you're seeing the Merovingian react to it and it's pretty cool. And it, like at the end of it, there's this cool little exchange where basically the Merovingian acknowledges that Neo is different. And it's it's a little vague at the time, but you realize yeah, he's seen that. other ones, he's fought other ones, and yeah. he's and he's realized that first Neo stops all their bullets. It's a it's a more impressive bullet scene where he stops all of them, he no longer has to dodge them, and Merovingian is like, okay, you got some skill, take them. Then he wipes out all these guys, and Merovingian realizes that Neo is something different and more dangerous than he realized. Then yeah, it's and, and that scene, it's, from there, it's like Neo basically fights all of them to help to let Trinity and Morpheus escape with the Keymaker. So they escape with them in a car. I've never totally quite understood this part, but they're like, hey, we can't get you a good exit. <laughs> we can't get you a good exit. So you got to go on the highway. And it's what I like about the highway scene to me is the peak of the movie. And maybe the, maybe the hardest action sequence in all three of the movies, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um and it's one of these scenes where it's built so well because in the first one, you remember, never go on the highway, never go on the highway. And they don't. You never go on the highway in that first movie. And so the fact that you have that whole movie to kind of build up in this moment of like, now we're going on the highway. 
anyone can turn into an agent and like there's all these vehicles in play and like it's a very well uh very well done scene and it's like really riveting too because i i can't even compare it to another highway scene like that like i don't even think anyone's had the ability <laughs> to just take over a loop of a highway and kind of like pull something like that off i know like i would say maybe speed is like a movie with a lot of highway sequences um that i think is well shot and stuff but like i just don't like this it's a it's a hard it's a scene that's hard compared to anything but it's also a scene every time it comes on i'm like glued to my tv i want to see everything that they do it's just and uh and the, the scene also builds well too where they're kind of running from the agents and then trinity and morgus end up splitting up themselves and switching the keymaker off in between each other via jumping off a bridge onto a uh, a truck of motorcycles and then driving the motorcycle under a truck so that morgus can pick them up again also during that sequence i was kind of like maybe he's safe on the motorcycle like why does morgus pick him back up on the truck but uh <laughs> Regardless, it ends with a great fight on top of that truck and then the crazy explosion and Dio uh, flying for the save. Uh, what's your whole take on the highway scene there, Jake? I love it. It's one of my most, it's one of my favorite action scenes. I, it's my most rewatchable. I actually have it queued up now. I'm going to rewatch it as soon as we're done. And I it's think like. It was the scene from that movie that was most talked about after. It was incredible. So, actually, if I remember correctly, how they did it is they actually built like two or three miles of their own highway. And that was the only way they were able to do it because it took forever to film it. I, I, if I understand, no way you would have shut down a real city highway and tried to do something like this. No, um, the one thing I always thought about too was like, why didn't they just get a better car and drive like a truck and drive on the desert right next to the highway? <laughs> probably would probably would have been as fun. Uh, I'm sure there's a good reason why, but uh, but like talking about that, there's it's one long action sequence and it, and it escalates from the fight in the garage. It's a duel between Morpheus yeah. and Trinity and the ghosts getting yeah. the Keymaker out, which is really cool. And it's a real cool introduction to those characters, the ghost twins. Then you go into this car chase. That's a full on car chase and also a shootout that involves as soon as it's initially the uh, Neo Trinity, excuse me, Trinity Morpheus and the Keymaker running from the ghosts. Then the police come, then the police become right. agents and there's four groups chasing each other on the tracks on yeah. the on the highway and it's there's this great scene it's like just awesome and then as this is going on there's this all these parties chasing each other on the highway you have there's the scene where the, one of the ghosts jumps in the car and there's this really cool intimate fight where it's the ghost trying to kill the keymaker and uh, morpheus oh, yeah. and trinity fighting in close quarters and then it's got some great interior car that I don't think anyone knows about. <laughs> no way. Exactly. And what I loved is when they split up, you mentioned them splitting up. And one of my favorite sequences is, and it's aged oh, yeah, yeah. kind of now, but when Trinity goes on the other side of the highway, like starts driving in reverse, like reverse of, of the traffic. It's just such a cool sequence. And I love, it's, that, I love that. And I love when they first split up, Morpheus is like, you take the key maker, get out of here. I'm going to handle it. I think it's the ghost. That's still the ghosts. Over. Yes. And you're like, whoa, Morpheus is going to like handle it. <laughs> and he does this thing. He pulls out his fucking samurai sword, clips the tire, and just goes machine gun right to the gas chamber in old fashioned. And it's one of those things where you're like, man, I wish I was so cool enough to like pull something like that. Out. Like it's, it's a great scene to watch. It's, it's, it's also kind of ridiculous. It's amazing, and I've always wondered, like, yeah, I've never even seen it then and loving it. And it's still one of those scenes, it's like they go full slow-mo, and yeah. it's, it's very cool. But even then, like, and I've always, like, that's all it took. Like, it was, like, for how for how difficult they were 
they quickly establish these guys are hard to kill, and then the way he ends up getting them, it was cool. But like upon for someone who rips on Star Wars for stupid things, like if you look a little deeper, it doesn't really make sense. Yes. But I'll take it. It's it's done well enough where I'll take it. Um but then yeah. Though like the fanatic. Like, you can tell, like one of the things I was thinking about too was like, would it have been cool if Morpheus and Trinity were still developing themselves and also getting stronger and more powerful? Because it's like in this sequence. Morpheus, he has this moment where he, he like clips the car and blows it up and basically kills this this ghost or deleted uh, agent guy. And then the like then he has the scene on top of the truck where he goes toe to toe with an agent, has a samurai sword, and like he's basically I mean I think I want to say that's a 50-50 fight right there. I mean he basically holds his own for a while. If he, if they had been on like solid ground, I think that would be like a the fight would still go on. Yeah, it was just like the, it, I. It's one it's of my right favorite there. scenes. Yeah. It's one of, and I thought about that too. The, in the first one, he fights Smith, but he gets taken down. It's actually a cool fight, but it takes like thirty seconds. And yeah, like he gets a couple shots in, but Smith overwhelms. And Smith's never in danger. And I don't know if Smith yeah. was just more powerful, but in this one. It's like a really close fight, and he's right there with it. He's also got some really cool moves in there. Like, yeah. definitely wasn't him doing it's them. It's probably Fishburne's best, uh, like, hand-to-hand combat. Like, oh. He's got a good one in the first movie, but I think that scene on the truck is him and his battle. I thought it was, too. And uh, to the question of, like, do they keep getting better, there's the whole sequence with Trinity. It's a dream in the beginning, and it's a reality at the end. She yeah. makes this mad dash uh, against, like, a fully secured facility and it's a like stuff you've never seen her do before and she basically and she goes toe-to-toe with an agent and actually fights him in like a pretty long drawn-out sequence which seems like an improvement for her as someone who yeah. had just run previously yeah so yeah it's like i like that it's like they're they're like kind of like maybe they are still like developing but maybe it's just not the rate that neo's developing but like they're still kind of like freeing their minds to a degree they're still improving and that would make sense with those characters it's like I, that was kind of what I talked about with Smith. It was that, like, being around Neo, he realized that there are things you could do, like, maybe more rules you could break, or, like, just understanding that the Matrix wasn't a, as rigid. And it would make sense that the human characters already know that. Like, the more crazy things they saw Neo do, the more crazy things they could do. Yeah. 